I'm really excited to, to speak to you all. And it is, of course, now December, wow. our first Sunday in December. Yep. And I don't know about you, but I am completely invested in the Christmas spirit this year. Is <laughs> anybody else? Yeah. Yes. I was at a Christmas, uh, in a shop the other day, and they were playing Christmas songs back to back. I, I sort of was trying on some clothes, and I heard the first and then the second, and I was like, no, this, this is a thing. Like, yeah. this isn't just a playlist with some Christmas songs dotted in. This is it. And I was excited. Yeah. We put our Christmas tree up early. Wow. Um, I, I had to persuade Jono, but he didn't take as much <laughs> convincing as I thought, so that was a win. Um, and even Christmas shopping has not seemed so painful somehow. Wow. I don't, don't know how, but there you go. But I think we all need a bit of extra Christmas spirit this year. And I know many of you will know and agree that it has been a hard year. It's been tough, confusing, tiring, lonely, depressing. And obviously this year COVID has showed us that it's here to stay. But normal life has kept happening as well, hasn't it? The good and the bad. And as we enter into this Christmas season, yes, the music, the food, the decorations, all of those things are good. But what is so incredible about the Christmas season is Jesus. Christmas reminds us of the hope that we have found in Jesus. And we can only imagine the hope that Mary and Joseph had when they looked down at little baby Jesus in the manger, God's promise, miraculous promise fulfilled right in front of their eyes. What a moment that would have been. Or the shepherds, they were just out in the fields tending to their sheep when an angel appeared to them and told them about the birth of the Messiah. They came to worship him and they went away glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen. That would have been amazing as well. And of course, the wise men who followed the star to find Jesus and bring him gifts that they had brought for him. There is so much hope in the Christmas story. It's a story of new beginnings of redemption through the life and death of Jesus Christ. So I think it's safe to say that hope has been on my mind this Christmas season. And that is what I'd love to speak to you about this morning is hope. So what does the Bible say about hope? That's a good place to start. I'm just going to read a few verses and where they're from in the Bible will be up on the screen. So be strong and courageous, all you who put your hope in the Lord. This hope is a strong and trustworthy anchor for our souls. It leads us through the curtain into God's inner sanctuary. Rejoice in our confident hope. Be patient in trouble and keep on praying. Yet I still dare to hope and I remember this. The faithful love of the Lord never ends. His mercies never cease. His mercies begin, uh, his great is his faithfulness. His mercies begin afresh every morning. And so, Lord, where do I put my hope? My only hope is in you, and his name will be the hope of all the world. And through all of these verses, I can see a strong theme that Jesus is our hope. And because of that, we can be confident, we can be assured that our faith in him will not be disappointed. Because he is strong, he is trustworthy, and he is faithful. So hope is having confident expectation of what God has promised. Hope is seeing beyond what is in front of us, whether that's COVID or anything else going on in your world. It's choosing to live with the promises of God at the forefront of your mind. It's choosing to live by faith and not by sight. It's choosing not to give in to the doom and gloom of society around us, but actually rising above it because we know Jesus. We know the hope that we have. In Psalm 33 verse 20 to 22 says, We put our hope in the Lord. He is our help and our shield. 
and him our hearts rejoice, for we trust in his holy name. Let your unfailing love surround us, Lord, for our hope is in you alone. Our hope is in him alone. And I think as Christians, we know the hope that we have, right? We know that Jesus came to earth, he died for us, died on a cross so that we could know God the Father, so we could have relationship with him. That is our hope. But are we actually living out that hope every single day? Are we living, knowing our our lives, knowing that Jesus is with us, that Jesus is for us, that Jesus made it right between us and God, and we get to live this abundant life with our eternity secured? And I don't know about you, but I forget all the time. I get caught up in the news, social media, my own mind and my emotions, and hope can start to slip away probably a little bit more easily than most of us would like to admit when we're not focusing on the right thing, when we're not focusing on Jesus. But we can forget that we have the Holy Spirit with us, leading us and guiding us and showing God's perspective. So why is it so important that we hold on to this hope? Why does it matter? And if you have ever felt hopeless, you'll know exactly why. Because being hopeless is draining. It's consuming. It takes over any kind of rational thinking that you could have, and you just feel lost and empty. But hope takes the power out of our circumstances, and it gives it back to God. It gives it back to Jesus and what he has done. Hope gives us strength to get through the hard times, knowing that better days are coming, that better days are ahead. So I think the challenge with this hope is to take it from being a nice idea and something we know that we should have to actually living it out and putting it into practice every single day. And let's be honest, that's a part, a challenge that is lots of Christianity, right? We know we should read the Bible, we know we should pray and worship, but we need to actually get it from our heads into our hearts and understand why it is so important that we live with hope. And the more we do, the more we realize we need to, right? The more we invite the Holy Spirit into our situations, into what we're facing, into our struggles and our fears, and actually ask for his help, ask for his wisdom, the more our burdens are lifted. We can start to experience hope again that God comes through on his promises. And the Holy Spirit is able and willing to intervene. We don't always see the full picture, but we are able to ask for his help and his perspective. And he can answer in a lot of different ways. Maybe you need wisdom for a hard decision that you're facing, a tough conversation you need to have. Maybe you need a strategy for your business or your marriaging uh, marriaging, your marriage or your parenting. There you go, marriaging, that's a new one. <laughs> An answer to financial need that you have been searching for. Peace in a situation that is overwhelming. The Holy Spirit is able to answer. He is able to lift your eyes up again. Because hope is what sustains us and pushes us forward when life gets hard, as it always does at times. But as Christians, we also have the awesome privilege of sharing this hope that we have with others. Hope is not just for us in our own lives, it is for everybody. And Romans 15 verse 13 says, I pray that God, the source of hope, will fill you completely with joy and peace because you trust in him. Then you will overflow with confident hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. So if we are truly filled with this hope, if we are filled up, if we are overflowing with joy and peace, the people around us are going to notice. 
And I think especially right now in a season where a lot of things are uncertain, we don't always see what is around the corner, and that can bring a lot of anxiety. People are going to notice if we are overflowing with joy and peace. And I love this image because that means that there's more than enough. That means that we have enough, yes, but there's more than enough for everybody else to share in and experience as well. And that is a great thing. I think we need more joy and peace overflowing in this world. But I want to encourage you, you are allowed to struggle. You can be going through the toughest of times, and that is 100% valid. We all struggle sometimes, but your hope is still able to shine through when you bring it all back to Jesus. And this is not about false positivity. It's not about ignoring or undermining your problems, but focusing on who Jesus is, what he's done, and what that all means for you and the people in your lives you can still be a witness to the incredible love of God while dealing with your own struggles. And actually, what a powerful witness that is, to be able to praise God in the midst of your own storm, to be able to praise Him and worship Him and still give Him all of the glory while you are dealing with things in your own life. You can still trust that God is able to come through and bring you a breakthrough in the middle of whatever it is that you are going through. And listen to this in Psalm 62, verse 3 to 8. This is David speaking. He's facing some serious struggles. So many enemies against one man, all of them trying to kill me. To them, I'm just a broken down wall or a tottering fence. They plan to topple me from my high position. They delight in telling lies about me. They praise me to my face, but curse me in their hearts. Let all that I am wait quietly before God, for my hope is in him. He alone is my rock and my salvation, my fortress where I will not be shaken. My victory and honor come from God alone. He is my refuge, a rock where no enemy can reach me. Oh, my people, trust in him at all times. Pour out your heart to him, for God is our refuge. Wow. (laughs) And hear how David acknowledges his situation. He's not ignoring his struggles. There are many men that are after him, trying to kill him. They don't have any regard for his safety, his position, his welfare. But he is still able to say that, let all that I am wait quietly before God, for my hope is in him. He alone is my rock. He's my salvation. He's my refuge. He is my strength. My victory and my honor come from God alone. What an amazing place to be in where you are able to praise God in the midst of a storm like that. And it's the same for us today. I'd really hope that nobody in this room has many men trying to kill them, but you might be facing some of your own personal struggles today. But God is with you. (laughs) He is with you in the midst of all of that. And he can be your rock. He can be your salvation. He is those things. He is your fortress. He is your refuge. And we can have that kind of testimony in the midst of our own storm that God is with us and God is for us. We can experience the closeness and the sovereignty and the heart of God. And we get to show other people around us what that looks like in the good times and the bad. Now, I want to tell you a story now about a friend of mine. Um, This is a very new friend. We we only met a few weeks ago, so we don't know each other super well yet. Um, But yeah, it's it's been good. Good few weeks. (laughs) And we were hanging out a couple of weeks ago in a group situation and started having a bit of a heart-to-heart. You know how it is. And she was telling me about some really difficult, 
awful things that had happened in her life and how that had affected her and her mental health. And she actually got to the place where she had tried to end her life um, by a drug overdose. But, <laughs> praise God, God had other plans. And while she was out to it, she heard a voice say to her, I am giving you a second chance. And she woke up, and in only the way that God could do, she didn't suffer any of the effects that she should have for being in that situation. She told me that she went to sleep and woke up the next morning and kind of just got up and had breakfast and kind of just carried on with life. <laughs> and she told me that she still struggles with depression every single day, but she has hope. She has no doubt that God spoke to her that night, wow. that he has given her a second chance and she doesn't want to waste it. She told me how um, a couple of weeks ago she was helping a friend now that was struggling with his mental health, um, and she asked if she could pray for him, which I thought was really cool, being you know very fresh to the, um, the faith journey herself. And she did, and she said that after she prayed, there was some heaviness that was gone from his life, and he's been doing a little bit better as well. And I hope that this story is an encouragement to you that God is able to come through. Because it can be really easy to be intimidated to share the hope that we have. We don't know how people are going to be uh, going to respond, how they'll react to our sharing. But often you'll find that God has already done the heavy lifting in someone's life before you even come into the picture, into their situation. And I had no idea where this girl was at, but it became clear while we were talking, when God came up in the conversation, that he had her on his heart before I did. He knew her name. He knew her story. He knew her struggles. Before I'd met her, before I even knew she existed, God was with her. God was working. God was moving in her life. And we can put so much pressure on ourselves, can't we, to do the right thing, to say the right thing, to be a good Christian. But God is with them, so keep it simple. He loves them just like he loves you. He's with them, just like he's with you. And he wants to work in people's lives. He is working in people's lives. And that has been such an important reminder for me when it comes to sharing the hope that I have. Because we can't save anybody. We can't redeem anybody. We can't forgive someone else's sins, but God can. But you know what we can do, church? We can shine the hope that we have through any circumstance that we are facing. We can share the way that God has changed us. We can share the way that God has redeemed us and given us joy and purpose and hope in the midst of any storm. We can tell other people about the unconditional love of God and the way that He has shown up for us time and time again. We can tell them that His thoughts toward them outnumber all of the grains of sand on the earth. We can tell them that He has written their names on the palm of His hands. And we can take the opportunities before us to share this hope, a hope that can shine through despite any circumstance that we may be facing ourselves. And yeah, I wish sometimes that life was easy and we didn't have to face any setbacks, but we do. But what an opportunity we have. And we won't always see it that way, we're human. But in the midst of our struggles, we have the opportunity to show those around us the unfailing love of God. James 1 verse 2 says, When troubles of any kind come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. I'm definitely not there yet, 
If you are, I'd love to talk to you because I think I could learn a thing or two from you. But in saying that, in the hardest times of my life, I have experienced the way that hope can sustain me. When I'm feeling empty, when I'm feeling exhausted, when I'm feeling like there's nothing left of me, I have experienced God's hope leading me and guiding me through into a better season, into a more fruitful season, into times where I've experienced joy and peace in a way that I thought might never be possible again. So don't wait for life to be perfect to have hope. Don't wait for COVID to be over. Don't wait till you're finally done with work for the year and you can relax. (laughs) Anyone feeling a bit like that at the moment? (laughs) Don't wait until your family stops fighting or your marriage gets better or your kids start behaving or you feel like reading your Bible again. (laughs) Don't wait for that financial breakthrough. You can start right now living with hope in a perfect God. Life will not be perfect, but you can have hope in a perfect God, a God that, would lo- that loved you so much, loves you so much, that he would send his son to you to die on a cross so that you could have a relationship with him. Yeah. And he didn't stop there. He sent us his Holy Spirit to live within us and be that constant reminder of hope that we have. Worship team, would you guys like to come and join me? Thanks. there is one more verse that I want to share with you this morning, and that is Hosea 2.15, and it says, I will transform the valley of trouble into a gateway of hope. In other translations say a door of hope. And you may feel like you're standing in a valley of trouble right now, but there is a door of hope that is open to you. Here's the thing about doors, though. Doors mean absolutely nothing if you don't walk through it. It may as well be a shut door. It may as well even be a non-existent door. So you can be standing in the valley of trouble. You can be looking through that door. You can see what God has for you on the other side. But we need to be the ones to walk through that door. We need to be the ones to take that step. We need to be the ones to go through that door of hope and experience what God has for us on the other side. Does that mean our circumstances change? Not always. We, we hope and we pray that they do, but sometimes they won't. That's the reality. But maybe we have some people this morning that would like to take that step and walk through that door of hope. So if you are standing in the valley of trouble right now, I want you to hear that verse again. And not just hear it with your ears, but hear it in your heart. Hear it in your spirit. Let it sink into you. I will transform the valley of trouble into a door of hope. Maybe your valley is apathy, fear, doubt, disappointment, despair, longing, depression, sickness, loneliness. God knows your valley. God is with you in your valley. Take comfort at that. And he is placing before you right there in the midst of your valley a doorway of hope that is available to you this morning. So church, if you're able, I would love if you could stand with me and close your eyes and I could pray for you this morning. Lord, I thank you for the incredible hope that we have found in you. I thank you, Lord, that even though we may be standing in a valley of trouble, you have placed a doorway before us. 
And God, I pray for those this morning that feel like they are in that valley of trouble. I thank you that you know their valley. You are with them in their valley this morning. And God, I pray right now that your Holy Spirit will come and bring courage into their hearts, will bring a boldness into their lives, Lord, that they would have the courage and the audacity to walk through that door, regardless of what they see going on around them, Lord, regardless of what trouble they might be facing today, Lord. I pray, God, that you will place the courage within them to walk through that door. And Holy Spirit, I pray as well that you will bring your comfort, you will bring your strength, and most of all, God, you will bring your hope that they will be able to see and understand, God, that there are better days ahead, that you are with them, you are for them, God, and you will never leave them, you will never forsake them. You are with them in the valley, you are with them on the highest mountain peak. You are with us in the good and the bad, Lord, and we thank you so much for your presence with us this morning, God, and every single day. So Lord, we just offer this next song to you, God, and I pray for those that um, this is spoken to this morning, God, that they would be able to walk through that doorway of hope this morning. In your mighty name we pray, amen.